Hello, I hope you're doing well and having a brilliant, brilliant week. In this episode, I wanted to explore burnout with you because I think it's something a lot of us might be experiencing at the moment and actually either aren't sure we're experiencing it and yet we feel depleted and disengaged from what we're doing and we're left wondering why because we don't necessarily associate or know how to identify the fact that we might be feeling burnt out. I also wanted to unpack it a little bit from personal experience and see what comes up as we explore that together because I think again it's one of these terms isn't it where it's become so used that we almost at least I know from my experience when I think about the term I always feel like it's when you're really, really kind of at the end of possibility. You know, you're at the end of the tether with things, maybe even, you know, breaching into fatigue, which from my lens on the world and my experience with my diagnosis, one of the elements is fatigue. And I've never really known how to think about that. You know, is it extreme tiredness? Is it you can't get out of bed? What level is this? And so I kind of wanted to bring that lens to this too and really just explore it together and see if we can land on what burnout means to us so that then we know how to identify it when we're experiencing it, how to even identify the signs that we're starting to experience it so we can do something about it sooner and know how to get to the root of it. Because I think also so often when I think about burnout and talk about it with my clients and explore it, there's almost the surprise element when we realise that that's what we've been feeling there's that thing of, oh, but I, you know, took this day off or I had a bath last night. Surely I'm, you know, replenished and ready to rock and roll. And actually, I think it is something that we might shy away from acknowledging because it feels like something that we can't necessarily fix quickly, but we don't know where to turn with it. You know, how seriously do we take it? Are we meant to, especially in startup world, right? Are we meant to just like hustle on, just get it done, just sprint, 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 even though you then end up sprinting a whole feckin' marathon. And so no wonder we're exhausted and depleted. We feel absolutely, you know, kind of end of the tank in terms of anything that we've got left. Typically, we might use phrases like we just feel like we're running on empty. We feel tired we feel almost like brain tired you know and I use this recently actually as a example of a phrase that brain tired piece because I think so often when we're doing our own thing and wanting to be in control of our own path it comes with a lot of thinking like a lot of thinking we have to think about what we want we have to think about how we're going to make it happen we have to constantly be working our way through the weeds of fear that try and you know if we imagine we're swimming they try and grab us by the leg and pull us bloody under the little pesky things you know we've got if we build on the analogy of swimming for some reason now we've gone from some seaweed ridden lake to the sea you know there's sharks in there there's the absolute self-sabotage shark that all it wants us to do is focus on fighting that rather than getting to where we want to get to there's what else have we got the dolphin of doubt we're rolling with this analogy here there's the dolphin of doubt which feels more friendly than the shark self-saboteur but you know it just pops up every every now and then it's like hey ride me for a little bit grab onto my fin I'll carry you a little bit of the way but actually they end up taking us this way you know going the wrong way maybe focus more on what others are doing than what we're doing. And this whole time, 
we're expending multiple variants of energy. We've got the mental energy, the thinking, the wrestling with the inner critic, the wrestling with the self-sabotage, the convincing ourselves that we can make this happen, right? The energy of having to stay in the side of self-belief rather than just sink into the self-doubt, which sometimes, I tell you, feels easier. It feels easier to sink into self-doubt, doesn't it? To just kind of choose the air quotes easy path and think, oh, okay, yeah, shark of self-doubt. Um, oh, got that wrong. Shark of self-sabotage. Oh, I'm gonna have to carry this three now. Shark of self-sabotage, dolphin of doubt. Yeah, I will just ride your fin for a little bit. Okay, let's see where it takes me. And then you realise, oh shit, it actually took me way off course. And I needed to stay true to what my instinct was telling me, which was to, you know, butterfly swim the heck out of there and get away from the dolphin of doubt and the shark of self-sabotage. Nailed it. And so I'm just thinking of this energy, right? We've got the mental energy of that, let alone this whole time we're swimming. We are expending physical energy swimming. It's a lot. You know, we're doing a lot. And, you know, on top of that, we've then got, what else? We've got the mental energy, the physical energy. Christ, we've got the emotional energy. You know, really imagine that on the inside that you are tussling with yourself, which is actually your dolphin of doubt and your shark of self-sabotage the whole time. This isn't just, yep, yeah, cool, made my commitment, made my choice, I know my vision and off I go. You know, slipping down a slide into the sea and then kind of hopping on a lilo and just gently being taken. We're going against what, for some reason, our own kind of inner voices, the inner critic and the self-saboteur actually want us to do because for some reason we don't want to be visible. We don't want to dare to say that, yes, that is what I want. So we feel resistance. We are constantly coming up against resistance, resistance of our missions, our visions, resistance of what we want to create in the world. And that is this inner tussle that we're constantly doing. And even no matter how far along we are in that swim, it's always going on. We know this from, you know, the artists that we respect and feel inspired by through to the stories that we hear, it doesn't just go away, I guess. So I guess I'm saying all of this elaborate story of us now swimming in the sea. And I, d I don't say this to also make us think, oh, fucking hell, like, why do I do this? We do it because that's our calling. This is what we feel inspired to do. And we feel fulfilled by it when we actually are training ourselves to take control of our fear and to work through the resistance. And it doesn't take much when we think about it. Like it's there all the time, but we can choose in that moment to carry on swimming in the direction that we were already heading rather than follow the dolphin of doubt or, you know, get taken off course fighting the shark of self-sabotage. I don't know where this analogy came from. So, oh my goodness, if only you could be in my brain. Hey, you basically are by listening to this. I'm thinking about sharks, dolphins, I was mentioning to a friend the other day and I mentioned, I think it was the like procrastination piranha. I where I literally don't know where this stuff comes from. Anyway, sorry, back to the story. So we've got this shark of self-sabotage and, you know, we it is so much easier to look at the distractions, the doubts, the fears. And actually, because they are in us, we very rarely can actually fully see, oh, like, that's not actually what I think. That's what my fear 
is trying to get me to do. That is what my doubt is trying to have me believe so that I stay small and I stay safe and I just don't shake things up too much. You know, I don't break the status quo and actually dare to do what I want to do. And I think that whole tussle is so confusing as to why we even bloody have it that we can fall into the trap of actually believing the doubt-led fears and narratives and assumptions that we hear because we think, why would we hear this otherwise? You know, surely it's telling us something kind of to watch out for this danger. But most of the time, and I've really been trying to practice this recently, to use the fear as fuel. Most of the time, that fear actually is appearing because we're heading in the right direction. So now, I know I've got a little bit off-piste here because we were focused on burnout, and that's still where I want to land things, but I just wanted to bring it to life, the fact that I think so often there are these undercurrents of energies that we're expending and the reason that we feel depleted, the reason we feel like we're running on empty is because we aren't letting ourselves at first be aware of them and even acknowledge them to then say, actually, yes, like paving my own path and taking charge of my career is a new level of energy. It's It can be tiring. Yes, on the flip side, it is also the best thing that we can possibly do, but it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean we don't hear those fears. And we might, you know, see people out there who we believe will not feel those same fears. So we then expect it of ourselves. But everybody feels these fears, right? Don't we? Everyone feels that tussle and that constant questioning of, are we doing the right thing? But I think if we can first of all acknowledge that what we're doing and the reason that you might be feeling depleted or like you're running on energy and therefore be able to relate to a feeling of burnt out is because you're going and going and going. You're swimming and swimming, expending energy without acknowledging that fact to then replenish your energy. And I just wanted to end by sharing with you what I shared with a coaching client this week who came to me in in their session with that feeling of burnout And what I shared with them is to do an energy audit, to really look at and build awareness of what am I doing? What activities am I doing that are depleting my energy? And therefore, what am I doing to refill and restore that energy? And let's say, I mean, terrible for the environment, but let's just roll with a petrol tank. You know, the way, if you think about depleting energy if you're just topping it up a little bit, it's going to take a long time for that to feel refilled, for your tank that feels like you're running on empty to get back to a level where you feel like it's full. And actually, what could you do instead to punctuate and create pit stops through your weeks and your projects to intentionally restore yourself and to restore yourself from all of those angles, mentally, physically, and emotionally, And even you might throw in spiritually. I'm still early on that journey myself in terms of knowing what that means. To me, that would just encompass all three of those things, emotional, mental, and physical. And if we think about that and then from that place, look at how are you spending your energy? What is pulling and draining your energy from those three places, mentally, emotionally, physically? How could you then also look to rebalance that. Because if we think about burnout and we think about our tanks getting empty, it must mean that our output 
is out of balance with our input of fuel, our output of what we're working on, what we're creating, what we're doing in the world, the fact that we're swimming is draining our energy, even if, and actually I want to say this as well, because the whole reason that we would feel burnt out is not that we don't enjoy what we're doing. I think that's another kind of misconception is that we feel burnout when we're forcing ourselves to do things. We can feel burnt out because we've been working nonstop on a project, right? Sprinting that marathon or sprinting that sprint. I mean, even athletes are at their best after a rest, you know, and yet we expect more of ourselves because I think we're driven by the fear that we're never doing enough, we're not enough, and therefore we go and go and go with this expectation that it's, what, weak if we replenish ourselves or not entrepreneurial or not hustling or not going all in if we actually allow ourselves to take a rest, knowing that we're all at our best after a rest. And I've spoken about this before on the podcast, where for me, my best ideas feel like they come when I'm on a walk or when we create the time to reflect and then iterate to evolve from that place rather than just going and going and going and going. If we go back to our wonderful swimming analogy, you know, every now and then we'll want to bob our head up, take a little bit of a pause, tread water for a little bit, even though I feel that that phrase even gives me bristles because I'm constantly wanting to be on the move, but to course correct if we need to, right? If we never look up from the swim, we could be swimming and swimming and swimming, not realising that, oh shit, I've actually got to the wrong island. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna have to now swim all the way over there. Rather than if we take that time when we feel we need it, when our instinct kicks in and tells us to lift our head above the water and just kind of say, actually, oh yeah, I'm heading towards that place. But if I kind of get carried by this current, I'm gonna be ending up over there. So, okay, cool. Like reset, replenished, off I go again. There's nothing wrong with that rest. And so to really kind of bring this Yeah, to a point where I hope that if you are feeling burnt out, like my client was, that you can turn to looking at your energy and how you are spending it, your output, and how you are also replenishing it, your input. And this could be, you know, to get super tactical, you could look at your calendar, you could look at the items that you've got in your calendar, the activities, and almost rate them, you know, to think, does this give me energy or does this drain me of energy? And then going forward, Use that data and that newfound awareness to ask yourself, how can I create more balance for my energy throughout my days, my weeks, my projects, whatever feels right for you? And to bring this to life a little bit, I'll share something of mine recently. So as you know, or might not know, but if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that I've recently created the Unleash Your Extraordinary course. And this for me has been really, when I think about it, like a month of just going. Like that was a month of sprinting, of crafting it, writing it, recording it, editing it, getting it all set up in the platform that I'm using and ready and tested for people to go through it who are in my beta group at the moment. And after the course went live and after people started engaging with it and the group got started, I found it so funny that last Friday this would have been, I I just felt tired And I felt that brain tired, that sense of this is confusing because I feel fine and I feel so excited and buzzed from the course going live and the memos that I was getting from people, which, oh my goodness, that's like, you know, rocket fuel. And yet I just felt like I wanted to go on a walk 
and then sit in the garden and chill, I guess. And actually, at first, I fought that. I thought, no, like, you've just, you know, the course is out there. You've got people going through it. Like, come on, Jess. But actually, it was one afternoon. It was a Friday afternoon. And what I then realised in that moment of pause was that I'd been sprinting for the past month. And so to replenish myself, to then be able to best support the people going through the course and to continue to create what I want to be creating... I have to pause to replenish because otherwise when do you refill from running on empty? If I can't refill, if I'm not going to take that Friday afternoon to do whatever I wanted, you know, there was a bit of walking in there. There was a bit of playing PlayStation there. in there, I will be honest with you. Unexpected, was that? And so for me, that allowed me to then completely reset and go into the weekend and have that full break and know that now I've refilled my tank rather than resisting it. And therefore, I probably feel even more tired and depleted now. And I know that's only a tiny example in the scheme of what burnout can be. And so again, I wanted to share that this is really just my lens on this, my experience both personally of it, but also of those through my clients and how they've experienced it. And just to really focus on it being at that awareness level. So hopefully, number one, when you are feeling it, you can acknowledge that and know why. You know, we're swimming this journey. We've got things, energy that we're expending because there's things in the water like our dolphin of doubt and our shark of bloody self-sabotage that we're constantly spending energy moving through. It is like a movement-based quest. And so it is absolutely expected and okay to feel depleted and to know based on your instinct and what your mind and body is telling you when it is time to restore and rest, knowing that that isn't copping out, giving in, not being on the hustle, not being good enough, but it's playing the long game. It's knowing that actually, okay, to do this marathon, I can't sprint the whole way because I won't make it, right? No athlete would bloody sprint a marathon. It is not expected of us to sprint the whole way. Because after all, and when I was thinking about burnout again, just to leave you with three words, actually, these are what came to me. Energy, enough, and expectations. And I think when we start with energy and look there first with the energy audit, then look at enough, allowing ourselves to say, I've done enough today. I've done enough this week. I'm going to rest now. I'm going to take Friday afternoon because I've done enough. I don't have to keep forcing this if I know my body and mind is telling me to restore. And the reason we force is because of these external expectations that we think others have, or based on what we feel we should be doing, or how we should be building our career or building our business. And actually, the best way is to do it our way, based on our instinct and what we need. I'll see you next week. I hope you have a brilliant, brilliant week. And as always, if this sparked anything or left you with a question or curiosity, you'll find me at at the Ideas Coach on Instagram. Or you can also drop me an email at jess at theideascoach.com. I would love to hear from you.